Welcome everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology professor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode will give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. Let's just let's just dive right in then, huh? Should we dive right in? Let's just do that. Hi, Tammy. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing much better. <laughs> are you? <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but I was. It was rough. I was yeah. in a rough. I was in. A, I was had a rough time. Yeah. Uh, but I'm better now. I'm Good. not better. No, no, no. I am better. I am not better. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You? Um, well, I'm still trying to recover from you know the episode last night. Um, <laughs> which, with, which we'll talk about yes, it. We'll, we'll get talk to about there, it. But, but yes, no, it's it's gonna be great. Yeah. So okay. Uh, what the heck, Tammy? What the heck? Okay. So <laughs> this is related to the debate, which you know we're not gonna dig in yet, but. I just thought this was super funny. Um, Slate, which, you know. Oh, Slate magazine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, as a news source, whatever. But It's fine. It's fine. It's like a Vox. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a little on the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought this was super funny. So they have somebody that counts every instance of interruption. Okay. For um, all the people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they, for every instance where Trump interrupted either Chris, Chris Wallace or Joe Biden during the quote unquote debate. Um <laughs> I don't know if we can even call it a debate, no. but they said he interrupted at least 128 times. Wow. Which, first. That's one. That's what the w- heck? Almost one time per. It's more than once per, because it's 90 minutes. 90 minutes. That's more than once per minute. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But also, I thought it kind of sounded I low. thought we were bad. <laughs> <laughs> sounded low. Uh, but also, <clears throat> so they have a comparison because apparently they have done this before. So in the first presidential debate in 2016 against Hillary, he interrupted her 51 times. Wow. So this is like, he's, you know, stepping he's up. He's a gentleman. Stepping up. <laughs> Which is horse manure. I saw a lot of, sorry, I'm cutting into their thing, but I saw like a lot of like Speaking clips of back and forth. I'm sorry, no. but like. The way he just, anyway, whatever. Uh, it was yeah. not good. No. Um, so I just, I love that somebody's counting it. I l- seriously thought what it was going to be much higher. What about also, the other people? You said oh, they counted oh, oh, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they counted, they said Joe Biden was in the dozens. Get out of town. They didn't, they didn't give a number. Really? But they said it was mostly trying to get his word in or, you know, like when he was actually sure. supposed to be talking or to say shut up kind okay. of comments. Like, the, uh, um, the dozens is a little misleading because like dozens know, is like, like a, you can be the actual... 36 or 48. Right. Or just 24. Or 24 or 12. So, also, though, Wallace asked Trump at least 25 times to obey the rules and stop or to stop interrupting. <laughs> like, <sighs> I just I love that somebody had to count that. And also what a crap fest. OK, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, so mine is. Stop freaking stealing or destroying people's yard signs. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know that this happens to people or whatever, and it's super yeah. annoying. It's childish. Yeah. Um, and 
we should we should at least we can like yes we can have all kinds of disagreements but just yes. leave people's stuff alone yeah uh, and this comes up because a couple of weeks ago my dad had his Trump sign stolen mm-hmm. so he's a Trump I guy that, yeah yep and uh, yeah he was in the paper and everything because then he made it he handmade a sign yeah um, to replace it and um, so they, that's going on so that happened to my dad and I know it happened to other people too yep. and then two days ago I get a text from my mom who lived in another town. But she's like, hey, at the uh, DFL headquarters, getting replacement signs for my Biden signs that were stolen over the weekend. And I'm just like, for Pete's sake, people, like, come on, come on. Just dumb. It's dumb. It is super dumb and annoying. And so I'm calling on everybody to be, I don't know what, but just just knock it off. Yeah. But also to know, like, both sides do this. Yeah. But like, and I mean, like, both sides steal the signs, but like. That happens to both sides. So don't be too, don't overblow the victimage. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's my other what the heck yes. is when people just go on and on about how horribly victimized they've been. Right. But anyway, there was an NPR um, story that I heard. Oh, where was she? I think this lady was up by Bemidji, Minnesota. And she has been basically making her own signs for years because people just keep stealing them all the time. And she's mm-hmm. like, she's an older lady. And she's like, well, I have a lot of time and I have tag board. <laughs> So she put up, you know, her. I was going to do it myself. Right. One of and her like, signs was stolen and she made another one said, do not, thou shall not steal. They stole that one. And like people bringing them in every night before they go to bed or like That's a, ridiculous. when it gets dark. I can't. No, I can't. I don't have time for that. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. I also saw a really funny post where somebody put like a note on their, um, on their sign that says for every time this gets stolen, I'm donating $50 to oh. Planned Parenthood. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, of all the places. Of like, all the places. That, that would that maybe one we, stop right. you from. Anyway. Probably not, because you're not really probably paying attention. But. Did you ever see the videos of the guy who built the, like, um, Amazon packages? Or, like, the they were, like, uh, they were packages that were then delivered to people's doorsteps, and they were trying to catch thieves that people put. You know how they oh, yeah, they, yeah. they yes. steal people's packages? Yes. And it was, like, a glitter bomb. Yes. Stink bomb. Uh-huh. GPS camera thing. Yeah. It's like, we shouldn't have to do that to our right. yard signs. Yeah. You're going to have to turn those doorbell things like a little bit. Come on, America. Come on. Do better. What the heck? What the heck is right? Oh, okay. All right. Dig into some headlines, huh? So we're headline hot dish today. Headlining it. I think you're up first. Am I up first then? All right. My good friend, um, Mr. Robert, not Redford. Not Redford. (laughs) Robert Redfield, CDC director. Um, This, I thought, was almost made it into the what the heck category. Um, this last week was overheard on a phone call, like somebody overheard his phone call because he was on a plane. Uh-huh. So he was on a cell phone. Yeah. Um, referring to Scott Atlas, who if you don't know him, he's a doctor on the coronavirus task force who works in the White House. And he's referring to him and, and he says, everything he says is false. Uh-huh. So, I mean, technically, they're sort of on the same team. <laughs> so number one, what the heck? I mean, good on you, Mr. Redford, for speaking your mind. Yeah. But also, you're the head of the CDC on a plane. I know they're not full right now, but like there's other people on the plane. Like this is not a conversation that you have because it was overheard by like a, was it NBC? Is that what I had? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. An NBC, uh, NBC journalist who is also on the plane who got to then go confirm. Yeah. <laughs> well, come to yep. Excuse me. I just True want to make story. sure that you you do say that. And that was Scott Ellis. Yes, it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm just, I don't know. I kind of I, does this bolster for you this CDC because because usually you're like I don't trust them for anything 
But like here you See, have a guy who works there and he's so telling really, the truth. I really appreciate that he's telling the truth, but this is where I think it gets so muddy because like there's kind of this expectation that, like you said, they should be on the same team. And then I'm like, well, only if the team is not partisan or political, like it should be you well, know, I agree about that, medicine but... and science, you know, <laughs> like, so we should know if this guy is just there because he's a friend of Trump's and he's going to say whatever he wants, right. you know, like, so I, it's good that I, good that he called him out, I think. Uh, as a sidebar, not to dig too <clears throat> hard onto Mr. Uh, Atlas, but I had to look up, I had to, I mean, I'd heard the name before and yeah. Bounty, whatever, but um, he's a, neuro, a neuroradiologist. Yes. He Nothing is not a disease guy or a no. epidemiology or anything, no. but. Anyway, so that's what I got. How about you? Yeah. Your, what do you got? Oh, good. What's your next one? Okay, so this is kind of happy. Um, a story out of Denver. Kind okay. of happy. Well. I like it. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh, this is such a happy story. And then I get to the end and they're like, oh. No, maybe not. Anyway, okay. So Denver is trying to fix what what the discussion is around racial inequity of parks. Okay, so of Denver parks. is trying to solve this. Yeah, so you have like rundown parks in um neighborhoods that are oh okay. you know Got more it. higher rates of poverty right. and more um, minorities living there you have nicer parts lots more trees in wealthier neighborhoods right right so historically the nice parks with the trees ball fields all of that were in wealthy white neighborhoods um so there's a handful of cities that are doing this right now and dollars are going to be spent on replacing junky playgrounds building community centers and developing land into equitable parks is what they're calling it in all of the neighborhoods so cool. everybody should get this green space right um they're saying it's good for climate change it's good for like as temperatures are yeah. increasing you have a place to cool off whatever it's good for your mental health um but then they said there's a concern that this is going to be the new form of gentrification oh, they're calling man. it green gentrification um, so that it's going to drive up the cost of living as neighborhoods then become more desirable. It's like I I don't. It's so hard because I, I yeah. like where's there's such a tension there. Like you want to improve these neighborhoods, right? Like you want to give everybody access to quality parks or green space, right? And then it's going to automatically drive up, you know, price whatever. Like Ugh. so, where do you find that balance? I don't know. So I don't that was know. kind of a negative, but I thought this was a really overall. Cool that's project. a really good project. Really cool project. That and is a, a huge problem. Yeah. Uh, in like especially in cities and 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 like you're saying, poor economic yeah. neighborhoods or whatever. Yeah. Um. So that's really cool. Except, yeah. Yeah. I know. I get a little discouraged sometimes at like the. I was actually having a conversation with a friend today. Um about racial equity and things like that. And so in like one of their comments was, was like, well, where do you, you know, if you start doing these things, like when, how do you, like, how do you, where do you stop, you know, helping if you will. Sure. Um, before it like flips the other way or whatever. And I was like, dude, oh. we, we can figure that out when we get there. If we like, ever got close right, to like, that. Let's just start going there. Like yeah. we don't have to have the whole thing. So just like, let's make the parks nice. Yeah. And then if, this starts to lead to some kind of gentrification, which yeah. we should maybe do a whole episode on gentrification because yeah. yeah. I, I hate the term. Yeah. And it's also very confusing. It's and like And it's messy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Wow. Way so, to go, Denver. Yeah. Pretty cool. And hopefully it works out great. Hopefully it's great. <laughs> Everybody needs a park. Yeah. I love parks. I yeah. Parks are great. Yes. Totally yeah. agree. What's your favorite? No, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to say, what's your favorite parking town? Like, nobody else is going to know what that is. No. Okay, what um, do you got? I, uh, New York Times uh, article I read w- this week 
Uh, Trump likes to complain about Democrat-run cities yeah. and all the violence and like, yep. and he's not incorrect. Made a claim about that you know, in the debate last in night. In the debate, like you have fact check, right. false. So basically, this was. I just thought it was interesting because um, murder rates are rising in 2020 over overall, um, but it's more complex than than you would think. And it says uh, one of the things that was my takeaway was the murder murder rate or murder rates are up 29% in Democrat-led cities. And twenty six percent in Republican led cities, they're so they're not really it's that not far really apart, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it they, it does go on to say that like more major cities are led by Democrats, so then the numbers get skewed. Oh, so like if you just so if you compare all Democrat run cities and their rates and all the you know does that make sense? Sure. So, um, but this would be proportionate. So yeah. in the cities with a Republican mayor, it's twenty six. It's twenty six. In the cities with Democrat mayor, twenty nine. So that's based on the proportion right. of yeah. Also, they go into a big thing which I've been talking about for years. I with people like, it's also bouncing off historic lows. So like, murder rates have been declining for like thirty years. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, violent oh, crime has been going down for decades. Right. Yeah. So oh good, they're going up. But like yeah. to keep it into some context. Right. Um, it's not like it's just crazy out of like this is it's the same rates we had like in 2000 or something like that. I mean, like, okay. Whatever. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of interesting because he really likes to rail on that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not so much. No. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where is it? We have two big ones to talk about at the end. So we're flying. <laughs> we're both like, hmm, that's nice. Next. Oh. <laughs> Next. I think I think that this crime thing, though, I okay. If we ever get let's an actual, go back to crime. If we yeah, if we ever get an actual debate where they actually talk about crime Stuff. and like trends or whatever, this is one that this is one that irks me because to get people to separate the fact that you have twenty four seven news in your hand now, yeah. right? So you're seeing all of it. That doesn't mean that it's actually worse, right? Like, mm-hmm. right? Oh, totally. Crime has been going down for decades, like since since the '70s. Mm-hmm. You know, most types of violent crime have been going down. Um, hate crime has been on the upswing since sure. 2016, but um, t- late 2015. But anyway, I I think people are so much like, oh, the world is going to hell. Like, it's crazy. Violence is just worse than ever. And right. It's not true, right? <laughs> you know, um, but we're just—that's all we see—is the bad crap. I I agree, and bad crap does happen. Oh, for sure, um, yeah. But yeah, no. I like I said, I've, I've been arguing with people about this for years because uh, I know that the caveat: we we live in rural Minnesota in a relatively sure. safe city, and all yep. these things. But like, even here, particularly with raising children, I was, I'm still constantly like arguing with not i'm not arguing with people but people think we're crazy because we let our kids like yeah. ride our bikes to the yeah to the library or go to the grocery store right. or whatever it is and they're like are you what about i'm like your it's risk like, of being kidnapped is, is not greater so than it was low. in the 80s yeah of course i would feel absolutely horrible if something happened for sure but yes anyway yeah yeah okay. yeah okay so this i thought maybe you would really appreciate how they well, worded I this one appreciate it <laughs> okay so um time just published a piece that um, I'm going to share the link with oh, you because yeah. I really want you to read this one. Um, it's a little longer, but whatever. It's good. Um, <laughs> according to this research that they were discussing, um, 
they called it the upward redistribution of wealth, which redistribution. Yeah, you is wanted that was your what you favorite wanted me to word. Read. Yeah, um, in this country, the the upward redistribution has cost the average workers fifty trillion dollars since nineteen seventy five. So what they're saying was the income inequalities um, right after World War II through nineteen seventy four. It held steady. So, like, everyone was kind of moving at the same pace. Moving at the same pace. Yeah. So, like, it didn't, the gap didn't, I'm, I'm like, doing gestures yeah, now. gestures. The gap didn't get bigger. Um, so, this is how much more money the study is estimating would have been spread among the working class America. So, that's roughly $2.5 per year, enough to pay every American in the nine lower wealth segments. So, like, if you divided all of us into 10 segments... 90% of us would be receiving an extra $1,144 every month, every year, every every American in that segment. Hmm. Um, in the decades immediately following the war, again, they went, they went equally. But then after 1974, the upper 1% and even the 0.01% took home just exponentially larger segments of the wealth. Um, and they have tons of it. super it says, interesting graphs. It says right in the notes, you should read it. I know. Well, you should send they it have, to me. They have... I, I shared it. Um, okay. So they have super interesting graphs and explanations and scenarios and like they get into a lot of detail. But it's it's fascinating to me because I love numbers first. Mm-hmm. I love graphics second. Um, and I just I love like looking at the differences and the consequence of those differences. So mm. anyway, it was super interesting. That's sound, a heck of a lot of money. That sounds super interesting. <laughs> It does. I mean, well, I mean, I hate the term redistribution of wealth. Obviously, yeah. no matter if it's up or down, however you want it. I mean, like you, you, yeah. you don't like it when it's re- being redistributed up. And I'm like, anyway. Uh, <laughs> and the I like I I should read it because yes. I already my hackles go up when when it says where did, how did it phrase it it took it took from them. Where's the fifty trillion? Oh, it has cost the average workers yeah. as if they were being like, like we actually, like we're actually, st- like literally stealing it from them. Yeah. <laughs> you you know what I mean? That's how it's yeah. phrased, and yeah. that's but that's also how a lot of people look at it. For sure. But you know, yeah, you're still making, we're all making life choices and 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 bargains and whatever. Uh, I don't think that necessarily like mm. one's life choices could suddenly propel me to the point zero one percent though. Like, you have to start on. For, I disagree. For with that. most for most cases, <laughs> okay. Yeah, there we, you go. Yeah. We get we get you know on the whole. The, that's my the, new phrase the I've two, been using. The two freak, three freak college dropouts who you know turned out to be really rich, but like sure. for the most part, when you get up there, it's generational yeah. wealth or it's you know like inherited a lot of the times so it's not necessarily the trajectory that everyone yeah. has access to all right it's really it's good. super interesting it's really i'm gonna read, read it. it i'm gonna read it i'm gonna read it right away right after away we're done with this yeah no i'm not no you're not I'm not gonna tomorrow, do that at all tomorrow you are take a nap this one i thought was really really quite startling uh npr article i had read the title is quote you, lit- you literally can't believe the facts Tucker Carlson <laughs> tells you. And that comes from, um, apparently T- Tucker Carlson is, uh, has been, he's in a lawsuit yeah. for some reason. I don't know all the details about the lawsuit. Yeah. But this is from the um, the the judge's like summary or whatever. So they're, yeah. and this is what the judge said after Fox News lawyers, so the people who he works for, yep. mm-hmm. um, they're, the lawyers for him 
actually argued that the general tenor of the show should then inform viewers that Carlson is not, quote, stating actual facts, unquote, about the topics he discusses and is instead engaging in, quote, exaggeration and non-literal commentary. (laughs) She wrote, Fox persuasively argues that given Mr. Carlson's reputation, any reasonable, this is keywords, reasonable viewer arrives with the appropriate amount of skepticism about the statements he makes. Bull. <laughs> Big I mean, fat bull. Like, yeah. People are eating that up as fact. And, like, I, yeah. This, I, I this was bananas to I me. Will, I typically will defend Fox News or NPR or Minnesota Public Radio or CNN in terms of, like, you, ha- you do have to separate the commentary from news, right? So, like, I've had people who have encouraged to listen to NPR and they're like, I don't want to listen to that. It's just a bunch of liberal, whatever it is. I'm like, you got to let And so then they listen to it and they get Terry Gross, uh, which is fresh air as her show, which is not a news show. Sure. And she's about as far off to the left as you could possibly. That doesn't count. Right. But even so to put, to have your lawyers from your employer at the quote Fox news channel, go defend you, go defend you and say like, no, he's lying. Everybody knows this guy's just full of it. (laughs) just (laughs) it's shocking it's just right out there also i think it's even more sad to me than that like people do watch these programs not just his but i mean any of these commentary type things that you're talking about they watch this and this is what they accept as actual fact like there's no questions right and and we don't dig anywhere because this is our one news station that we watch or whatever and yeah it's they're not understanding the reasonable viewer would not no, be no, not no. at all. Uh-uh. Um, and it's scary to me as a Republican um, because he is not only does he have the ear of the president, um, he's also like being, you know, when we talk about like what what do we what do I think is going to happen with the Republican Party? Yeah. If Trump loses or whatever. Yeah. Like his name is bandied about as like one of the versions like he could he could end up being like a leader of the Republican Party because he because he has this audience and because he has this, you know, uh, I guess you'd call it, I don't know, like a framework of ideas and sure. stuff like that. And it just terrifies. So like the guy who people are just openly discussing is like, well, he could maybe like bring the party in this direction. Um, you can't even believe everything, anything oh. he's saying. Anyway. Nah. Yeah. I mean, okay. there, I'm sure there, there are bloviators, as Mr. Um, uh, O'Reilly would say all the time. On yeah. all kinds of stations, yeah. but this one is yeah. the one that hit me. So yeah, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, oh, so let's yep. let's dig into. Oh, we're the... going right into that. Oh, we got right through those. Okay, we we went through those headlines really Which fast. Which one are we gonna do? <laughs> are we gonna do Good Lord the taxes? Or, let's do the taxes. Oh my God, sure. the debate. Let's do the taxes. Okay. <laughs> Just gotta get this. Oh, good here. lord. Oh, good lord. So, <laughs> New York Times dropped a piece. About the taxes. Sunday night. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know. I mean, obviously, I didn't know. No, they didn't tell me. I didn't know no, it was coming. And, and I'm like me. winding down my <laughs> Sunday evening. Oh, crap. Now reading, I have to. And then yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. No. That's, that's where, that's where yeah, we're going. Yeah. So, we're, so the, the New York Times put out this very in-depth. So we we don't have like. And, and this was your first response to me when I sent you that. Oh, what did I say? You. <laughs> You said I always me, love my knee jerk responses. I need to see the documents. Like, oh no, no, I didn't. You, you it, added words to my text. Like, like we because because yes. they put out a report of like 
their it's it reads like their findings yes. like they have seen the documents yep. like the actual tax files or whatever um so we nothing has been released along along those lines along those like lines. we haven't right. seen any of that yes so i i think my response was that um this would be or will be strengthened this this argument or the story yeah if and when we could see some sort of like, and it only needs to yeah. be like, it actually only needs to be like one page sure. to ver, you know, to sort of like verify. It's kind of like when they did the <laughs> the Pentagon Papers, right? Yeah. So they were they were writing all these stories, but they would they would put out a little bit Here's of these mm-hmm. so people could see. Like we're not making this up. So I don't think they're making this I up. I chuckled but. a little bit then because like a little while later, after you had clearly gone digging then. <laughs> You sent me back a link like, oh, oh my here God. it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you then, need to see this. Yeah. So then it was a little less commentary and a little more. Here's some numbers. Oh, like, it's. Yeah. 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 So what are so, your what are your thoughts there, Tammy? Uh, I mean, everybody's you know, got tots. Tots. <laughs> tots. Tots are. I love tots. I love tots. Potatoes in any form. Uh, any form. Um, yes. So first, I think it's just skeezy. Like. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like how easy it is for wealthy people to find tax holes. Like, it, he's not the only person that finds loopholes and finds his way around things. I, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, he's not the only person that does that. I that's wouldn't the way call them tax... loopholes, but that's fine. Well, you know, like ways to, like, yeah. move money or, or avoid payments by doing it this way or, like, however, you know... Sure. So you're taking less of a penalty or whatever. Like, the average American person doesn't have that option. Like, your yeah. taxes are due. You're going to get your wages garnished if you don't pay the IRS, right? Sure. He's not having that experience. I don't like that in our tax code. Whatever. So that's like one thing. That's one thing. I think it's just slimy that people can do this. Secondly, that people have bought into, like we have been hearing about Donald Trump and bankruptcy for decades. Yep. And so that people are still buying that like, this is a person we should look to as like, the leader of the apprentice and like he's yeah. some business mogul and you know look how successful he is why are people still buying that so i think there's some proof there yeah whether people will actually listen or whatever it's probably not going to be but i i don't know i think i think that it gives a lot of excellent fodder to people on the other side i saw um AOC came out and said like hey mm-hmm. i was attacked by getting a oh, $250 right. hairdo Haircut. He has expensed $70,000 for hairstyling. Yeah. In, in a single year. In a year. Yeah. First of all. That's 200 I think it was even, $256 a day. How do you even spend I don't know. that much on hair? Secondly, his hair should look a hell of a lot better <laughs> for 70 grand a year. You don't know that. You don't it, know how bad it looks without it, the hairstyling. So like, Because you've never seen it, it undone. For that much money, it should be amazing. And- um, it's really just bad. So whoever you're paying that much money to, you need to find somebody else. Yeah, is bad. Anyway, what do you think? Um, so the the tax the tax part of it really. I mean, I don't I don't want to like overplay that it doesn't bother me, but it it really doesn't bother me. Like in terms of like some people are like, oh, he's so shifty. Which I mean, yes and no. Like the 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 mechanisms that he's using are mechanisms that many businesses use. I have personally used them with my business. So like, um, you know, pretty much what it is is like if you have a if you have a loss, so you lose money one year, you're allowed to over a certain number of years 
offset that so you can pull that loss. And I'm that, just saying, and that like I, so that you yes. can pull that loss over. So like if when, and you have a year that you make a lot of money, and so the that just point, blows my mind. But hold on though, yeah, it's not bad, right? Because For, it's it designed to help. Uh, smooth out the tax bill but for businesses because sometimes you have years when you spend a lot of money and there's sometimes years that you make a lot of money. A lot of times that's how startups work. You might spend two, three, four, five years of, of starting a business and you sure. actually lose money every yeah. year. You're not turning a profit at so first. So then yeah. the next five years, you get to sort of even it all out. Sure. Yep. That being said, yeah. it's not designed for somebody to be able to spend 20 years effectively yeah because he says you know i paid million he did pay millions of dollars of taxes sometimes but effectively and then got them back i know that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah, effectively yeah. over the time so i don't have as much yeah. of a problem with that yeah um i don't i don't like it when people are like oh look that just makes them a really great i mean it makes them whatever what I, the biggest thing to me is that it showed because what was interesting what i sent you was they go deep yeah into the and all they can see now. Let's be also be honest. It's a very incomplete picture of the whole situation yeah. because there's only a certain amount of information that's on a tax return. Yep. But they're looking at revenues versus the losses recorded. Yeah. Um, and to watch, sort of like how he just blows through money. Yeah. And is really in a hurt bag, revenue wise. And like that, it doesn't seem to matter to him. Like when I'm blowing through this much money, and like, oh crap, like. There's bankruptcy or there's millions sure. of dollars in debt. Like, I know that there's a way around that, so I don't have to worry about it. Kind of. Well, it's like, and it's all. It seems to be like giant. It's vanity stuff. So he was making. Yes. A, he was making hundreds of millions of dollars a year at the peak of The Apprentice. Yeah. And then as that started to dry up, so he took that money and he dumped them into golf courses. Yeah, which aren't doing very well. Almost all of them, except for one, are yeah. losing either tens or hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. a year. Yep. Like. What's, you know, what's the point? Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, no, so it, to me it was sort of like, it just exposed what we all knew yeah. already, I think. should have. Well, not yeah. we all. Many of us suspected yeah. that he's really not that yep. sharp of a business mogul. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. So one thing that I did think was interesting that um, was pointed out in some of the commentary about it, I don't remember if it was from the New York Times or another piece, whatever, it's blurred together, but... The amount of money that he owes that's coming due in the next few years. Yeah. Is it like, is it 300 million or 300 I, billion? I, like I, it was, no, it's three, I, I saw it 300, but then I, it was like 400, I saw, yeah, up 400 to four. million. Okay. So a crap ton of money. Yeah, pretty big. Coming due, loans coming due, in like the, that he in has. In the next four years. In the next four years, on the hook for it, has to pay. Um, and that that's a national security risk. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I wouldn't have crossed my mind, but like they were explaining how. You know, when you have these relationships first with some banks that are in other countries, right. second, then other heads of state that are like involved maybe in some of involved, your businesses, we don't maybe, know. or like whatever, they can hold these things against you. Right. Or like, or give you favorable terms. Yes. If you're going to like, yes. Yeah. So that's, that's, no, that kinda, is because I like, like it. one of the, there was a interview I saw with um, somebody who uh, was the one of like the vice president of one of his casinos he used to own. Sure. And, he he was like just laying it out. He's going. 
the money that he owes is not really the question. He he's like you. What the question you need to ask is who else is co-signed on the loan? Mm-hmm. Because most of the loans are in uh, Germany or yeah. overseas. Yeah. And the reason they're overseas is because nobody else in the United States will loan to him anymore. Yep. Because he's got. I mean, technically, because he says this all the time. Technically, Donald Trump has never personally gone bankrupt, but his <laughs> many of his companies have. Yeah. And um. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but this is that's th- a really that's, good question. And when you said that, I was like, oh, well, I mean, like, that's good. Maybe yeah. there's nobody, but we don't know that. And and that was a really interesting. So then um, an article that had come out about Jared and his financial whatever like, sure. got republished. And like, remember, we talked a little bit about this. And then it was like, OK, now we need to look at Deutsche Bank, who is connected to all and, this. Yeah. And yeah. like. I think there are some other threads that we need to pull at, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if the shoe is on the other foot, oh gosh, um, we, the Republicans would be going bananas. Yes, like even in a, even if it was a tiny, like if it was ten million dollars, if if it came out that like you know, uh, Obama had a ten million dollar loan at like the Bank of Dubai or something yeah. like that, they would would have been crap hitting the fan. And not yeah, anyway, and, and so is this, yeah, is this go ahead. something that like. From a conservative perspective, like should is this a, is this a something that should be like ruffling feathers, or is this not something that is really big concern? You know what I mean? Well, the tax thing, no, because okay. like yeah. you're 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 working, you're playing the game as written. Yeah. So I don't think that's really gonna. Yep. I mean, yeah. So on that uh, piece, the Democratic side would be like, we need to close these loopholes. Like, we shouldn't be able to do this. Probably. Right, but I yeah. still, but I would, and yeah, I yeah. would, and I would argue, no, we don't need to do that right. because these are good tools for most people. Sure. Right? So, like, so, but on the other pieces, um, the conservative, I think, I mean, I could, I, I get, <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think, I'm trying would to put on my conservative hat, speak for, speak all, for all conservatives, conservatives right now. Yes, yeah. in terms, in terms of like a, a strong foreign policy position, having this out there and not knowing the details of it. Um, should be raising all kinds of alarms. Yeah. Um, and I found it interesting that pretty much nobody came to his defense in any kind of way other than like, um, however they got these documents, it was illegal. Like, it was, you know, yeah. like that's what they go. That's what you go to when you Not don't have anything else to say. Numbers. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's that. Um, and there was an increased call. I noticed like, or, or increased commentary about, um, criminal charges related to all of that side of things, like related to the sure money and following the money, whatever, yeah. um, for his family. Oh, no. It's, Since then, so I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. New York Times did not uh, allege any kind of illegal activity. They were nope. just laying out, like, here's yep. the information. Yep. Um, there's definitely, I mean, there's always, so that's the other thing that's a little bit frustrating because, like, I always say that the, the tax code is so complicated that anybody, most likely everybody, is breaking the law at, in some way, because you have, you have a you deducted something you're not supposed to, or sure. you deducted more than once, or whatever. And most of the time, it's not on purpose. Here's what really pisses me off about that is that, and they've even said this: it's easier to go after the little guys who make mistakes than it is to go after these big well, like because it's, it's so not as complicated. It's easier to come after me for like I I filed the the childcare whatever thing wrong, wrong. you know yeah. and so like oh you owe us well, thousands that's a, of dollars that's like a whole nother question yeah, but yeah. like but then like oh i'm not gonna go after the guy who would actually owe me millions you know if <laughs> right because it's too Be, hard 
because it's too hard and yeah. too complicated. And yeah, they that's have, dumb. They have more lawyers and, and, <laughs> and such. That's dumb. Uh, so yeah, no, I like I said, I, I think it was just it's just showing us uh, everything we already kind of knew. Yeah. And the dumb thing. So here, well, here, here this falls into the competence category. <laughs> he could have controlled this. Hmm. As far as we know, from what we can see, what they've reported. They didn't do anything illegal. Whether you think it's shady or scuzzy or how, what word yeah. skeezy or whatever, that's like not a legal term. Sure. So like it doesn't it really matter. Be a legal term. Like it it didn't need to be this way. Like and you could have controlled the story and it would have been gone. Yep. If but, you would have released your re- right. Yep. I mean, and even like coming up to this, even to this one. They seemed like they had no idea it was coming. Like you knew at yeah. some point it was yeah. going to come out. We were going to get a hold of that. Mm-hmm. So, and if there is, as it appears right now, we'll see as they maybe yeah. have some more information to peel out. But like, as it appears right now, there isn't any bombshell like illegality or anything like that. So why in the earth would you keep it? And the only thing I can come up with is vanity. Yeah. It's the only reason. Yep. Oh, for sure. He's he's got way too big an ego right. for for him to admit that he's to see not that, like super oh, successful. I'm not like making tons of money and yeah. whatever. And like anyway, so this yeah. just frustrates me to know. I'm like, you could. There's so many things that the, yeah. he and his administration have done. That I'm like, if you had just yep. put it on the table. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yep. Anyway, so they say the New York Times says they're going to have more yeah stuff. Yep. Which we're just waiting Let's with bated breath, I mm-hmm. guess, or maybe not, but. <laughs> Okay, Um, so it should then be said before we switch to the debate that um, Joe and Kamala released their tax returns. Like all of them for a bazillion years. Yeah, prior to the debate. So, I mean, it can be done. You know, Trump says his are still being audited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the longest audit in In the history of the the world. Yeah, okay. Um, Sorry, now you got me on that. Like sidebar, I did hear like a person, a tax expert was talking about that and some that was one of the questions they're like is this normal and he's like well not really and he was really kind of dancing around like he didn't really want to like say but eventually was sort of like yeah it probably really slowed down once he was elected like Mm, they put they hit pause you know which does kind of make sense like we're not gonna again shouldn't be political i know yeah anyway okay so oh my god the debates (laughs) oh my god Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. If you didn't watch it, oh, don't. Don't do it. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. We so, watched it together. Yeah. So, we were in the same room. Yeah. Um And I mean, it was like not even a full minute into the dang thing no, before it was, it was like you have got to be kidding me. It was It derailed so fast. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, if you haven't heard about it yet, you Where are, are you? under a rock yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, it was quite abysmal. Yeah. Um, so Ugh. I do think the Yeah, what do you so what do you spin, want to talk about it? Some, yeah, well, some, some of the, of the spin? spin coming out of this, um, and they're getting called out from it for it, but some of the reports, like the headlines are kind of lumping them both into the same category. Ah, yes. And I think that's not really a fair comparison. Right. I don't think it was a stellar performance for Joe Biden, but comparatively he was yeah. much more professional. I mean, I'm going to like, okay, you called him a clown and you said shut up. Um, but he was much more like, he was not acting like a complete buffoon. 
So I don't think you should lump like all of the chaos. Like when you're talking about yeah. chaos and when you're talking about like not following rules and whatever, I don't think it's fair to put them in the same category. Totally agree. I That's actually probably my biggest frustration is how it's been covered. And even people who watched it like that I know and people who don't like Trump, you know, like they're so they're not even um, – they're not Trump people necessarily, mm-hmm. but even they are posting stuff or like making comments about like that was a train wreck and yeah. they they both acted like toddlers. They're like little kids, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And yes, Biden definitely lost his cool a couple times and that was frustrating. Um, yes. But it was not, it's not equitable. So you can't say like, well, they're both little children. No. It's and I, it's a horrible like description, but I'm like, if you have like two monkeys in a cage and one of them is throwing their feces around <laughs> and hits the other one, yeah. It's not like it wasn't that guy's fault. You just right. happen to be in the same cage as the crazy guy throwing yes. his poop everywhere. Yeah. Um and as much as it so I do think it's super interesting, the standard from all sides, the standard of what looks presidential to oh my gosh. being placed on Joe Biden is not even in the same stratosphere as President Trump. So, like, even no. if you're a Trump supporter, they'll yeah. look at Joe Biden and when they told when he's like, you know, shut up, man, you know, yeah, which I thought was a low point. I was not happy about that. Yeah, but like, and they're like, oh, see, he's not president. Like, he can't. I'm yeah. like. No, this not, you not can't comparable. do that. Like no. you need to choose a standard and apply it to all of the people. Yes, and in that case, it again, like I said, it's not equal. No, so it's super frustrating. Super frustrating. Yes, and I do, I do, tiny bit feel bad for Chris Wallace, but okay, but I, I feel a little bit bad for him, but but he never had control of that room. Nope, not from the beginning, and then like kind of tried to take control, maybe halfway in, or maybe yeah. after the first half hour or something, but. You lost it by then. Yeah. Like you needed to like it's like parenting, right? That's right? what we talked about, we last, talked about night. last night. You need to come down firm the, in the beginning. The first These are time the he needed to just yes lay them flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah, it started out and it just went it went downhill from and there. I I found it really interesting because um there was a comparison of the talking time. And the person that was writing it was actually like, it was surprising to find that talk time was kind of similar between the two. Really? Because what it seemed like to me is Chris Wallace would like try to scold Trump, but then Trump would just keep talking. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Biden would do his thing while Trump is still talking. So like, did we not count the times when he was talking over him? Whatever. Like, he just would not shut up. Yeah. Um, And like, he came into this debate just, I need to come off as tough and attacking and i need to show power and that's all you did like that's uh, whatever one setting i don't know but yeah i was disappointed in chris wallace a little bit it was well yeah i mean but also like (laughs) but also also, what would you have done right i mean because no matter how you feel about him it's still the president and the former vice president of the united states yeah like i can only imagine how hard that would be to try to like project your control over them they're not really used to that yeah and the Um, couple of times when he tried like but mr president you agreed to the rules you need to fight like he tried to be stern and like this is uncomfortable yeah yeah Yeah. no uh i did think it was interesting i mean like that i think it was pretty everybody thought it was i mean we pretty much right everybody we all knew this is what it was going to look like 
but maybe hoped for something better. Yeah. Um, and Trump, he has, or at least in the past, he ha- he does have sort of like, um, I don't know, I don't want to call it a game face necessarily, but if you look back at like some of the yeah. other debates or other speeches that he's given yeah. when he's on message. Sure. Doing yep. his thing. Um, he is, appears presidential. That's what they used to call it. Yeah. Yes. They, right. Exactly. <laughs> Much better. And a few times, every once in a while, he did that. In the, and I was listening to it again on the radio today. And they oh. were, yeah. And they both were answering, um, I don't remember what it was, but it's towards the end. And like, I listened to, first of all, I couldn't see him anymore. So that was helpful. That was helpful. But I was listening to it. I'm like, that was relatively coherent. There wasn't that many like barbs and stuff being, th- he's just focused sure. on it. And like, in my opinion, that's the people who are going to vote for Trump are going to vote for Trump. Yeah. He needs some of the people that are in the middle or on yep. the fence or they voted from last time or whatever. And like, those are the people who needed to see him under control. Yeah. And he didn't have that. No. Um, and you know, by, like I said, Biden lost his cool a few times. It's kind of charming a little bit, yeah. but also I'm like, dude, you, you're again, not that it's fair, but your standard is way higher, but all you need to do is stand there. Yeah. And I do think it was interesting, like, for that to be him losing his cool. Yeah. Like, he he didn't yell except the moment about his son. Um, he didn't even yell then. He just he, talked he, strongly. Right. It was a little bit more stern. Right. Um, but, but come he on. Didn't, he didn't yell to say, shut up, or this clown, or, yes. like, he made a couple of like comments. So kind of him, under his him breath. So him losing and, control yes. was still, like, a little bit more. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah, I didn't like it. And initially, uh, so my first reactions were like, there was no winner, obviously, and the only the only people who lost were the <laughs> were the American the people. people. Um, that Aww. was sort of my first reaction. I upon and and I was sort of like, is anybody who is watching it, like if if you're on one team or the other, you got what you wanted. You know, if mm. you're a team Trump, you got, uh, you know, he's a fighter. The The term I hear the most is that he's a fighter and he's mm. fighting for us. Sure. So if that's what you were looking for, you got that. Mm-hmm. And if you were for, for Obi- uh, Biden, <laughs> for Biden, you know, and like he he was there and he was uh, congenial most of the time. And, yeah. you know, he wasn't that great. He's a pretty good debater. He didn't he wasn't really on. It wasn't on point. Like, even right out the gate, his first answer to the question was really, I kind of remember which one that was now, but it was really kind of meandery and, like, not very forceful. And Yeah. Um, I think, and I wonder, I th- I like, think were you trying done to better. play too much the opposite of, right. like... trying to be too cool. I want to be real calm and look right. real chill because, I yeah, I was trying to figure that out, too. I've seen him do much better. Yeah. yeah. So one thing that we had said, everybody said last night, was, like, there has to be a mute button. Why don't we have a mute button? Yes. And... I read this morning that um, the what's it called the commission the presidential um, the commission presidential debate commission, commission. yeah um, is actually saying that there's going to be a different format and new rules for future debates because this was not one. <laughs> did you um, have the quote? Did their quote about like it has become apparent to us that it, whatever yeah, it was it was, like, <laughs> it was like it was very like formal nice way to be like show. it was a total crap show and we weren't ready for that. Yeah, uh huh. We knew it was going to be Again, bad, but we didn't the expect it was going like, to be. We, yes. could, we could have been in charge. Oh my of that. gosh. Um, one of the sources who refused to be named um, <laughs> said that they are considering the option of muting microphones when it's not their turn. And I was like, okay, this is great. This could be right. But then I was like, he's just going to yell over it. I mean, he's not quiet, um, but it sounds nice to me that you could just mute him. I think like the appropriate 
maybe not. I don't know. But like the appropriate way to handle it would be to for Biden and, and whoever's moderating the next one. Uh, can you imagine if like they had both just stopped and not said anything and just wait for him to. Do you think he would stop? I don't know. But do you know how, again, Biden, all you have to do is stand there and let him light himself on fire. Yeah. So like if he just kept going and going and going and nobody stopped him, like it so, would be like. But I wonder then if that just looks if that just looks like you're weak by by not trying to like. I don't know. You know, you know, what I mean? like by not trying to stand up to him or by not trying to call him but out. You can't when it's stand wrong. up to him. That's right. like. So I'm just like, all so of, where all, do you win that? I you don't know. know. All yeah. of the weak parts for Biden is when he got dragged in and, and yeah. baited yeah. into like a little the little kid shouting match part. And all of the good parts is when he pointed himself to the camera yes. and talked to the audience yep. and said his piece. And yep. we're just like, we're going to ignore this guy over here. Yeah. Anyway. So, um. I didn't watch a whole lot of commentary after the fact last night. Um, so many of the you know news organizations sat and immediately were fact checking and then right. reading that off afterwards. Um, and I came I came home and my son was watching that play out and he's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So Donald Trump Jr. like was being interviewed and making a claim while CBS was saying fact check false about oh. that same claim that Trump had made in the thing. And wow. he was like, do you realize that we just fact checked that and that's false? And he was like, uh, <laughs> my, anyway, it was nice. really great first that my 14 year old was interested in the debate. He watched it without me there. Um, but then he like <laughs> sat around for the commentary and he was having a really good time with that. Did so, we, anyway. did I tell you that our kids watched it too? Yeah. Yeah. So they, the three older ones watched it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, that actually was, so I'm going to call it a parenting fail. Yeah. I, we, did not intend them, so we went to go to watch it with with you guys. Um, and so our intention was just that it's time to go to bed, kids, yes. and whatever it is. Yeah. And they really wanted to watch it, which parenting win, right? Yeah. Um, I wish I had been there. Yes, I because wish, yeah. that was their very first one they've ever seen. Okay. Um, and they don't know what's going on, and you know, the, and so I'm actually I found one. It's been being kicked around. I'm gonna have them watch with me. Um. Obamni, 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 <laughs> Obama and Romney debate, and oh. I want him to see one. Like, sure, here's what they're this is generally what it supposed can kind to look, of look like. Like when you have right. two people with some decorum, right? Yeah. Um, but like that's, I mean, yeah. And it breaks my heart that I was like sad that the my children saw. Like, I, yeah. as a political nerd, history, yeah. former history teacher, yeah. This should be like most exciting thing. Like, oh, my kids want to watch the presidential debate. Like, how many fourteen-year-olds, twelve-year-olds, yeah. thirteen-year-olds can you find that want to do that? Yeah. And and I'm like embarrassed. I saw, I saw people last night saying like, I made my kid leave the room and go to bed. Like, we were trying to do this as a family. You know, right. it was a good political, you know, learning whatever. And like, you need to leave. This apparently, isn't... my youngest was in the room at the beginning, and then they put her to bed. <laughs> Like you need to, you you need to to exit the room here. Mm, Yeah, yeah. So that was really sad, but um, but also a good experience. I mean, yeah, for them, I guess. Yeah, jeez. I I don't know. I don't think that there should be any more debates. I think they should cancel them. It was a complete waste of time. I don't see it getting any better. Like you can change the format or whatever. You had rules in place, and he had agreed to the rules, and then he was like. Nah, and he was like, "Well, your your, camp your campaign did, yeah, yeah." My, uh, um, I'm not a real big fan of Rachel Maddow, but she had tweeted out that maybe we should try um, mail-in debates. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I was like, you know what? That's that actually a really great funny. idea. Mm-hmm. It's called a platform. We yeah. had a whole show about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. 
Um, and also like Chris Wallace now now knows what a kindergarten teacher feels like. Yes, yeah. and they're vastly underpaid. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't think Chris Wallace is vastly underpaid. No. Um. Okay. So what else we got to talk about with that? Well, maybe the biggest um Ooh. fallout from this is the piece about white supremacy. Would you say that's maybe? Oh, the sure. Fallout? I mean, that's definitely has got some legs. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um. So Trump was point blank asked, right? Um, if he would denounce white supremacy he had his two minutes of uninterrupted time to respond to that instead he said there's more violence on the left and then he said the proud boys can stand down and stand by Mm. okay um so then immediately (laughs) the proud boys which is a white supremacy i was gonna say for just in case you've never heard of them they're violent white supremacist group I mean, not like a calm. Is there? I mean, is there even a thing as calm white supremacists? Anyway, they, these are these are violent, angry folks. Um, they were immediately celebrating this, um, publicly addressing, you know, this whatever, um, rallying around it like it's a call to be ready for action. And the one of the leaders, um, Joe Biggs, he said Trump basically said we can go f them up. So I'm I'm really happy. Right, I'm really ready for that. Like within uh, minutes, they had it was changed. Instantly, they had changed. Like. Um, they added stand stand down stand down and stand by to like their yes like insignia a, or yeah, whatever yeah. and yeah no and it, I mean that was it was yeah it was that and the the election but I mean like the oh, calling yeah, yeah. the election to a question but we've been doing that forever but yeah it, yeah no and it was not I, good even um the host of Fox and Friends one of the hosts on Fox and Friends right called this him morning out on that he's like, like uh he got this softball this was your chance yeah to just knock it out i think his words was knock it out of the he park said and he's it so like, gently like i'm not really sure why he didn't choose to knock this one out maybe like, he didn't understand yeah it was super gentle but like no. still called him out a little bit i don't know but this was a really big deal and people are pissed about it did you did you see the rick santorum yes yeah, yeah. anyway he because um, he was uh in a spin room too i think i had that one down yeah, there you put that, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh and when when he was asked about it, he's Rick Santorum, who's not exactly you know center right or like right center. Yeah. He's anyway. Yeah. He's he's on the team. Um, yeah. He said he said uh, where does it go here? Oh, uh, he was asked two questions where he was asking the president to do something he knows the president doesn't like to do. Asked to elaborate, Santorum said, which is to say something bad about the people who support him, right? Talking about white supremacists. Like he literally, he literally said it out loud. Yeah. That like, yeah. Well, he put him in kind of. I mean, basically, what he was doing is that you put him in a pickle because you asked him to do something he doesn't like to do, which is say anything bad about white supremacists. Yeah. I I don't. No. Yeah. No. No. So we'll see if that has any reverberation, like actual, like moves people. Yeah. Because. I've been around it long enough to know the turn, like the phrase that he used, the stand down, stand by. To people who don't want to believe that he's uh, at least endorsing these white supremacists, sure, um, they will look at that and say he told them to stand down. That's what they'll say. That I mm-hmm. guarantee you, that's yep. what they're going to say. They sure. say. He told them to stand down. What more do you want out of them? You know, like. Anyway, so that's that's the genius (laughs) of Donald Trump is being able to say these kind of jumbled up sentences. So gross. That was just, it was really gross. They're like Rorschach tests or whatever. But and yes. And then the other part, just really quick, like you, you said the, the part about the election being rigged and just how he had to just go on and on and on about that. And 
they were both like that has been disproven that has been disproven there's right. no fraud like and he was like nope it's rigged it's totally rigged it's crap and right. like yeah. you're trying to delegitimize this election and people are eating it up which i hate but like i thought that, that was... should have been cut off immediately and that was commentary that i saw like this should have been a firm no like you don't get to you don't get to voice this here i know i don't like it i thought that that was the response uh, that that was one of biden's strongest little um mm-hmm. things when he yeah. talked about the election Vote. and he's well and he's and he's like talking to the people yes. and saying he can't stop you yes you can decide. That, I know he did this. Yeah. Like he, you, you know, you, you get to decide this yeah. election. He doesn't get to decide this election. Yeah, you can do it. Even it's if he safe. says he's not leaving, you can go yes. do it. Right. And I really that was like, a really good response. Um, I heard. You know, it's sort of like I've heard the two of them being described a little bit, like as like a the abusive father, and then like sort of like the gentle uh, grandpa. Yeah. You know, he's just like <laughs> you know what, Tam- Tammy. Tammy, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be hard. It's really, it's going to so be hard, so but it's going to be all right. And he's got the yeah. eyes and everything oh, is just does. like, oh, you know, anyway. Yeah. Grandpa, oh. Grandpa Biden. Grandpa Biden. Anyway. Okay. So there you go. Don't, if you didn't watch it, don't. It's not really worth your time. Oh my gosh. Um, no. If you want to know about what, where they stand on the issues or whatever, just look it up. Yeah. Just yeah. look it up. Read it. It'll be a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all Man, right. Those performance enhancing drugs he was on must—they must, they oh must be gosh. really not very. They must have been a, <laughs> aftermarket ones. They were off-market ones. All right, let's go to something nice. Let's go to something nice. Okay. Okay. What do you got? Oh, it's me. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh, this one is really great. Okay. Have you ever heard of StoryCorps? Yes. Okay. You I have. think. All right. So StoryCorps is like this organization that started. I mean, I think it was like 15 years ago, but. Um, they started with one booth in Grand Central Station and they would, they would have people would come in and interview uh, a loved one usually or somebody who's older and like, just tell me about your story and they would record them Mm -hmm. and then, um, they get a copy of it and then the other one goes to the Library of Congress and they're just sort of like building this audio library of normal people just talking about their lives. I love it so much. They have a new thing they're doing now called, uh, One Small Step and, it's I heard about it. I heard they were talking on the uh, radio about it um, and they do the same thing. But what they do is they take two people who are on opposite sides of some sort of political divide. So they'll put like there was one that you had this um, you had a Muslim lady and this Trump guy. Right. Like they're and they're they're totally f- super far apart. Mm-hmm. But then what they do is they so they find people who are as far apart as they can. But they interview them enough to find stuff that they can – that there's a connection. Okay. So it's maybe like a sports team. Or one of them was two ladies who had actually changed their political affiliation as they grew up and no longer can talk to their parents about politics. Oh, wow. So they're on the opposite ends. Yeah. But this one Went thing they the have in thing. common. And then they sure. put them in a booth and they just talk and they record Aww. them. And it is amazing because it like That's almost really – cool. Yeah. Almost instantly every time they find that – yeah. That one thing that connects them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're having a conversation and then all of a sudden, Aww. you know, they're like, they're like, oh, I can really see. And it was just, it's so hopeful. It's yeah. so hopeful. Oh, that's really cool. It's the best. And mm-hmm. I actually, I was like, it's, sorry, StoryCorps. We gonna- started it. <laughs> but their, um, their thing here is, uh, 
Where is that? I put it on there. Do, 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 story core. Oh, one small step is an effort to connect people so they can remember that people who, with whom they disagree are human beings. And in doing this, we can begin to mend the fraying fabric of our nation one conversation at a time. I I'm about to cry that. just saying that oh, out loud. You're such a softie. Anyway. Yeah, so, that's yeah, that's nice. My, that's my nice. Oh, I love that a lot. So do it, guys. Story core yourself. Story core One small yourself. step. Yeah. Talk about something that isn't the politics. <laughs> And maybe then you can come around to it later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do you well, got? Mine isn't nearly as big as I that. I should have started. I thought it was Sorry. super cool, but. <laughs> what do you got? Okay. So the Mall of America oh, here that, in yeah. Minneapolis. This is Sorry, cool. Bloomington. Um, Bloomington. Yeah. Is offering free space to small retail businesses who have lost their shops either because of the pandemic or because of the riots in the Twin Cities. Yeah. So currently there's 17 shops that are owned by women or people of color being offered space for at least six months totally free. Um, which includes the holiday season, which yeah. is kind of a big deal. Um, and the store owners or the um, the retail folks who are getting these spaces were saying, like, not only am I getting a space for free, but also, like, to just be put in the same building with some of these really big shops that right. people, like, they draw people in. Mm-hmm. That's going to be great for their exposure, too. Yeah. And I thought it was super interesting because the Mall of America right now with the pandemic, oh, they're in huge so trouble. Bad. Yeah, they're, they're several months behind on their payments, whatever. Like, they're in big trouble, but... For them to still try to do this anyway, I yeah. just think it's really cool. I think it's great. It, yeah. Like it, this is one of those. This so this is this is for me for, as the conservative kind of guy. Like this yeah. is my kind of thing that I love. This this is nobody told them to do it. Yeah. The government didn't make them do it. Yeah. They're not getting any money for it. Mm-hmm. They're just like we have empty space. Mm-hmm. These people need you know yeah. uh they need a space yeah and we're both going to benefit from this yeah uh and so then they just do it and, and it's like, great if everybody just did that we wouldn't need any government to do it for us <gasps> yeah. that would be utopia wouldn't that be a utopia uh... <laughs> yeah so anyway little minnesota nice that was nice that's nice well there you have it another episode of flyover logic This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen. 